Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And this is a teen drama fan cast? Oh, big question mark on that one. Well, you know, I love Shadowhunters and you love it. But it has hit its sophomore slump. This episode is <laughs> In the fourth episode. filled with lines that no human being would ever say. Yeah, we've we've moved on from our episode that was very tight and very compact uh, to one that kind of flails a little bit. But it does introduce us to the second best character in Shadowhunters. <laughs> now, I never revealed who my favorite character last episode was, it's, it's, but it was pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious it's Raphael. He's the only one that did make you go ew as he, they were introduced. <laughs> I love Raphael. Mm-hmm. And who else do I love? Magnus Bane. Mag- yeah, Ma- I'm so glad he's here. <laughs> Magnus Bane, who has been haunting the edges of this story like a uh, Victorian ghost, uh, is now going to fully enter into the uh, the show. And you may think a man who names himself Magnus Bane must be terrible, like a stage <laughs> magi- magician, as we've said so many times. <laughs> no, he, he's proven to be fine <laughs> when you get to know him. <laughs> Fine. He's fine when you get to know him. He's just fine. <laughs> he needs, I will say, though, he needs more sparkle. Like, I need his hair to be bigger and more sparkly. <laughs> I'm Taller and more sparkly. Taller. Oh, make it taller. <laughs> Give me more hair. Uh, the recap to last episode <laughs> was... <laughs> It's a whole, so these episodes begin with recaps because you know it's a it's a show. It was a show that was on TV, on TV. so you might forget what happens. You. But the recap summarizes the episode so cleanly <laughs> in like a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. And honestly, that could have just been the episode. There's a lot of fussing and rigmarole that happened last episode that could have just been <laughs> cast aside because it's kind of redone this episode. What you mean, Clary's going to attack no one? <laughs> attack everyone because they don't understand how much she wants to rescue her mom and her oh my, friends. Oh my god, the amount of times she'll say, I will do anything for my mother. And someone's like, will you do this? And they're like, let me think about it. Oh no, wait, I thought for too long. Okay, <laughs> I'll do this worst thing now. <laughs> and how many times will she try to run into the night? A lot, a lot. <laughs> Look, I remember liking Clary. I'm not sure that I know why. I think right now the only people I like are Alec and Isabel. I, you really get where Alec uh, is coming from in this episode when he's like, maybe we should just not give her the run. Like, he's he's gone from she's absolutely dangerous to let's just not let her, get, like, command us around. Maybe we, the seasoned warriors, should be in charge of our charges out into the world. She has been a shadow hunter for a day and a half. And it does seem that Simon does not understand that she is a shadow oh hunter. Oh my god, Simon, uh, Simon! after taking a quick trip to the vamp world, will come back with a Clary, let's get out of here. Things Cl- aren't that dangerous. Clary, this party's dumb, let's just get out of here. All right, <laughs> let's get into this episode. Let's get out of here, into the episode. Here being before the episode. And there being the, the episode. Because this is Shadow Hunters Season 1, Episode 4, Raising Hell. Raising Clary has a nightmare. Oh, not only does she have a nightmare, she has one of those the TV tossing, turning, throwing her hands around nightmare. 
And her nightmare is of baby Clary being like, I don't want my memories erased. And her mom being like, her memories are too dangerous for her. And Magnus being like, erasing her memories is a bad thing. It's the audio of the scene we saw in the first episode, essentially. Um, (laughs) Now... She'll wake up, and first she'll think that, like, Jace is there. Which would not be unreasonable. <laughs> well, He is I, always in her bedroom. It, true, yes. He, he kind of twilights her. But instead, he's not twilighting her. Simon is. Though, in defense of Simon, the diegetic, my thought of this diegetic sound of her flopping around the bed has to just be like... <laughs> and Simon's like, oh my god, is she having sex with Jace? <laughs> well, no, I, think I need to know. <laughs> I can't even decide what sex I was. You'd be like, is she having a seizure? What is going on in that room? Now, it is revealed that Simon is supposed to be in the infirmary because he was, like, everyone knows a vampire drank from him. Yeah, and no one, like, fills him in on... The things he should be concerned about. <laughs> but yeah. he's a little bit encantoed. Yeah. Um. So... I mean, we will say, we didn't see the scene when he went to the infirmary, so they may have told him, and he may have been like, Shadowhunters don't know anything. Oh my god, yeah, he has, he has right back onto, like, he can't understand the the problems of the situation because he's right back on his you want to get out of here hey girl let's get out of here hey this party's lame let's go to my house hey do you think we can trust jace i know it's like 1 a.m and i know he has saved both of our lives so many times but have you considered can we trust him and i think we're supposed to say that oh obviously simon's jealous of jace but it comes out in the worst most like a like almost abusive way hey think he's a villain maybe he's a bad guy hey clary i don't think you should have friends who aren't me <laughs> yeah it's and you know, he brings up like oh this all happened on the, the night you bumped into jace i'm like ish i'm like okay simon <laughs> it is extremely clear that her mom was a shadow hunter her home was burned down men have been chasing her yeah like yeah you can you, you would have to extrapolate out like i don't think he knows that the shadow hunters followed her from the club, but they were already at the club. They would have seen her no matter what. No matter what, if she did the whole Jace walk in, they actually saw her before she walked into the back room. And the circle members who saw her yeah. did not see her kill a demon. <laughs> they just saw a redheaded girl and thought they should stalk yeah. her. Now, obviously, we're saying all this like we need to discredit Simon's ridiculous thought process. Simon will discredit himself enough. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> she, God, I can't remember the dialogue that brings him to this point. There's so much just f- floofy, flippant dialogue in this. But somehow, Simon's like, did you say Magnus Bane? I know what a Magnus Bane is. Camille thought that Magnus Bane stole your memories when I said that someone stole your memories. Yeah, and then, then Clary, who was the one who brought up the name Magnus? Because she says, like, I was having a dream, and my mom said the name Magnus. And Simon goes, oh, Magnus. Like a... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, That can't Magnus. be a human being's name. She called him Magnus. <laughs> to be fair, this is maybe the one good leap of logic that has ever happened on this show. Well, well no, what, what gets me is that he says, oh, Magnus. That uh, actually is a human being's name, Magnus <laughs> Bane. And she goes, Simon, you're a genius. Like, no, Clary. You figured it out. Kind of. I mean, the combination of the two of you, perhaps you should realize that you are stronger together. But instead, she's going to No, rush. Clary didn't need Simon. She she, she knew. Could, I guess she could have she gone to, to Jace and been like, I heard the name Magnus in my brain. And he would have been like, well, there's only one human named Magnus. Because she does that. She goes to Jace and is like, hey, Magnus. Oh, Magnus Bane? Yeah. 
He's a thing. Look, Simon just needs to feel important for one single moment until he looks in a mirror and thinks his mouth is bleeding. Uh, and then he thinks he sees Camille, but then it's just all a delusion and he's got to get out of there. Yeah, Simon's becoming a vampire and he will not tell anybody about it. So, during the scene with Clary and Simon... Jace was watching some of it and being sad because he thinks well, that well, Clary likes Simon. Well, no, because he heard the springs. He's like, what is happening in that room? Sounds like Izzy's room. <laughs> <laughs> so he went there. He saw them. And he went back to his room and immediately took his shirt off. <laughs> to do some Wing Chun uh, training on a wooden dummy. Like, you've all seen this. Have you ever seen Jackie Chan like yeah. stuff? It's the, it's the Wing Chun dummy. So he decided, like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do in the middle of the night. I was sad because Clary talked to a different boy, so I better take my shirt off (laughs) and fight. Why not everyone's awake also? I don't know what time this is, but... It's nighttime because on this show, it's always nighttime. Anyway, um, Clary comes in and, you know, brings up Magnus Bane and just like, oh, yeah, no, he's the high warlock of Brooklyn. And then in equal turns, Jace will get bro-y, he will get protective... But also helpful, because that's what Jace does. Well, and Clary, just like, when when he's like, oh, Magnus Bane, oh, I don't know this thing. Clary starts with, uh, well, no, but Simon said he heard uh, Camilla mention Magnus Bane. And he goes, oh, I, why can't we, I don't think we should believe a human. And I'm like, well, Clary, start with the fact that your memories are coming back and you remember your mother talking to Magnus. Which she does second, and then Jace goes, oh, that is much more reasonable of a thing. Well, then perhaps we should plan a meeting with the High Warlock of Brooklyn. Clary, have confidence in yourself. You're the one who has memories are coming back. You figured out Magnus Bane. Simon wasn't even going to tell you. Izzy bursts into this scene. And I will say, her line actually really bothers me. Because if there's one thing we know about Izzy, it's that she loves Simon. Yeah. But she busts in and says, the Mundy is leaving. Yeah. Also, and I'm like, why, come on, why wouldn't you call him Simon, Izzy? Why was Izzy? Also, why was she awake? Everyone's awake. Yeah. Because they go into the main room <laughs> yeah. of the Institute, and everyone's there. I mean, I understand the Institute probably has those extras on 24-hour. Like, someone's got to be watching the screens, I guess. That's true. I don't know. Um, Simon is leaving. He's going home. And also, Clary, let's get out of here. And then Clary's like... No, there are literally so many bad things in the night, and these people can protect us. And then Simon's like, but if there's bad things in the night, then my mom and my sister are already in danger. Which Simon thinks he's much more important than he is. Well, okay, here's here's what I was thinking. Like, you're right, Clary. You should say Simon should go. Simon's only in danger as long as he's connected to you. Because no one has any no. idea who he is, Clary. No one- Clary, no one cares about Simon or his family. But as long as you, Clary, the one they want is protecting him, they will keep coming after him and after his family. If only Clary could understand why someone might use a person close to you to trick you into doing something that you don't want to do. And why sometimes maybe lying about how much you don't care about that person might perhaps make that person actually safer. Clary. Anyway, Simon's very upset that she's gotten involved with these people. Oh, God. He he does this weird thing where he's like, come back to my place. We 
We've never needed anyone, Clary. You and me. We've never needed anyone. They're like, Simon, this is clearly a different situation. This is like Best Buy, where you're unloading a TV and you're just like, hey, we don't need anyone to help us unload this TV. You and me. Always us. And like, <laughs> this is clearly above his pay grade because we know for a fact that her mother has been kidnapped by Valentine, <laughs> who is a shadow hunter. So the only people who can help her, in fact, are shadow hunters or other people connected to yeah, this not, magical world. Yeah, not you, Simon. Who it's... wants to help her by taking her away. Yeah, why don't you come hang out in my place? We'll kiss a little bit on my bed. Like, it just, it comes, like, it, it, it doesn't even feel cowardly. It doesn't feel like he's overconfident in his ability. It literally is just that he does not like another pretty man is paying attention to Clary. And he's like, yo, no. Come with me. I'm sure it'll be fine. He doesn't... So his mom is a lawyer, which we'll find out at some point this season. I thought she was an, an accountant. No, he's an accountant. She's a lawyer. I thought she wanted him to be... Never mind. <laughs> so, but, like, he doesn't even try to be like, well, my mom's a DA or a lawyer, whatever type of lawyer she is. My mom can help us with legal things to find. Like, he doesn't make any yeah, compelling he, he, argument <laughs> at all. Yeah, he... he like, we, I don't get his, his... Like, what his thought process here other than the fact that he looks at jace in the background and that just makes him a very friend and then clary is like well you can't keep talking about these people because i think i am these people <laughs> and simon's heart breaks into a thousand pieces and falls out of his chest because he doesn't get the situation <laughs> which i mean i guess is fair because two and a half days ago he didn't know there was magic I, yeah yeah but i'm mean, clear i also want to say clary no don't try to keep simon here it's actually better for him to go but we've already proven this clary does not understand the idea of protecting someone by keeping them far away hmm. uh. so hodge <laughs> is now involved in this storyline well he set up a slideshow now, he, I think he's supposed to be there using as many few or as few characters as possible. He's their intel guy. I, and I'm assuming because, you know, their mission is secretive. Like, they're still trying to keep this a secret from the clave. I guess so. So I am making a wild out of show assumption that the reason they told Hodge what was going on is because he can't tell anyone anything to do with Valentine without his neck burning. <laughs> so true. he can't tell on them. Also, it does really feel like they trust Hodge. Like, you know, Hodge has been there the entire time that they've been there. Yeah. Despite the fact that he definitely tried to manipulate Alec last episode. Yeah, but Alec... Alec has forgotten. <laughs> well, no. Alec is... Alec didn't see that as manipulating. He's like, oh, no, you're right. You told me the right things. But, like, this episode, he has no concerns about being in Jace's shadow. No. Um, anyway, so... Uh, yes, Hodge has a slideshow on Magnus Bane. Yep, so they talk a little bit about warlocks. Uh, Magnus presumably took a payment to... Uh, to, you know, take Clary's memory. So they're going to have to find... Oh, my God, this conversation is terrible. What what are they setting up here? <laughs> so warlocks always take payment for doing magic, which, duh. Otherwise, everyone yeah. would be asking them to do magic all the time. So, and also, Magnus doesn't trust shadow hunters. So we're going to need to both set up a meeting and lure him out of hiding and also go to a rave. So they... <laughs> I, for reasons unknown... The clave has a necklace that Magnus bought in 1857. To give to Camilla. And it is a four-carat magical ruby that glows red when demons are nearby. And they kept it under the floor. 
And and oh, Alec will be so worried. They're like, oh man, we even lost the uh, the at some point. Yeah, the we lost the ruby. Like they've been keeping it under the floor. Like I feel like Hodge was the only one who had it. I don't think they cared about it. Like they they might give you like, hey, yeah, that was clave property, but they're not going to be, be checking for it. But like, yo, we still got that weird ruby we took from a <laughs> vampire. Hot. <laughs> Hodge knows so much about this ruby as well. I'm just saying, I think Hodge has a little crush on Magnus Bane. <laughs> so there, okay, there's there's something about a rave. Like, it first felt like they were going to go to the rave knowing that, oh, Magnus will definitely be at this rave. But he loves this rave. They also are like, well, he loves the rave, so he'll want to leave his house. So we'll set up a meeting with him at the rave. And because... use this ruby to... Also get him to go to the rave. So I guess they just really don't trust their powers of persuasion. They're like, we got to really stack the deck in our favor. <laughs> we got to triple this up. Like, it feels like, like if you're going to send him a message to have a meeting and you're going to offer him something, l- let him pick. Like, they could have just rewrote this and had Magnus be like, nope. yeah, me- no, meet me at this rave. But you better bring something worthwhile. Well, no, I still think they need to be like. Yeah, we have this diamond. Yeah, we have a diamond. It's a ruby. But, but, they're, but they, the rave comes up before they offer the diamond. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll lure him out with this rave. Actually, we have a diamond or a ruby to lure him out. <laughs> also, we'll still go to the rave. <laughs> anyway, Chernobyl. At Chernobyl, Valentine monologues. He and, just monologues. And yo, lackey number one is still alive. Yeah, him not dead, yeah. but him also not looking great. Yeah, he's real, he's real, uh, he's real scarred up on one side. And uh, Valentine's monologue is interrupted because he vaguely senses a presence. Yes, there are uh, Seelys hiding invisibly by the wall. Now, my question to you, Kevin, is yeah. why does he know that these Seelys come from the clave? Like, he also wants to destroy the downworld, so why wouldn't he just assume that the Seelys hate him? Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I, ag- I I think maybe he's under the assumption that the Seelys wouldn't would not dare to spy upon Valentine, but the Clave definitely would. He doesn't think very highly of Downworlders. That's true. He probably thinks they're not smart enough to find him, so they have to be there These the Clave. dumb fairies would not find me in Chernobyl. I'm in the most hidden place on Earth. <laughs> Look at all of this nuclear fallout that is around me. It's not like any uh, activity at all. All in Chernobyl would be very easy to see, like any amount of power going to a building in Chernobyl, no one's going to be like, why is that happening? And it's not like I keep making Dot do magic before I killed her, so you could trace her magical signature. No, no, she didn't do magic. She couldn't do any magic. The only magic she did was breaking her uh, lock. She did break two locks, though. <laughs> break two locks. Um, anyway, anyway, so he, he kills them by having lackey number one, who we learned after he dies is Pangborn. He forces him to breathe a poisonous knockout breath. I don't know how lackey number <laughs> one think, knew he had that power. I don't think it's knockout breath. I think that's death breath. <laughs> Valentine just, like, like pushes well, his back, though, when that comes out. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that what valentine is doing is that he's injecting people with downwilder abilities mm. so i bet that's a downwilder ability because after these sealies <laughs> are knocked out or dead Bangborn also dies and valentine does do a small stab on all of them yeah. and then he goes oh 
it's so sad how Pangborn got infected from that warlock oh. who stabbed him and tainted him, <laughs> and then he made these Seelies dead, and then he died himself. Oh, it was a great sacrifice, but he was corrupted when that warlock tainted his blood. Did he tell his other guys that he did not inject Pangborn, and then Pangborn <laughs> also didn't tell them, yo... Valentine <laughs> definitely <laughs> pressed the plunger on Val- that syringe. Valentine looked me in the eyes and said, let's see what happens here. <laughs> Look, I'm not convinced that um, Pangborn was allowed to talk because that death <laughs> breath would have come out of him. That's true. Um, <laughs> all right, we have, to, we have to do our one check-in with Luke this episode. In case we forgot he's a character, yep. Luke's a police officer and his partner doesn't like the way that Luke's doing his well, business. as his partner explains, and I think this is insane, he's under the microscope because the witnesses for the crime he was working on ended up dead. And I don't get how that puts him under suspicion. Because we've already spoken about this. If they are witnesses in a demonic murder, it comes to pass, logically, that the demonic murderer would murder them. Yeah, like, if anything, he'd be in trouble for not protecting them. But it seems to be implying, like, oh, they think you killed those witnesses. Did they suspect him for the demonic murders beforehand? Because it didn't seem like they did. Also, his partner is mad because he's a little bit late for work, and also he hasn't talked to Clary one-on-one yet. God, God yeah, this... No, no, um... Uh, no, he hasn't Luke, found the Mortal Cup Luke yet. Luke wants... Luke says to find the Mortal Cup, I need to speak to Clary alone. Um, and and the uh, his partner's also like, oh, you need to get the, the Mortal Cup for us, whatever our, our group is. This This partner's a real square. He was <laughs> half an hour late to work, and he was like... Oh, and he's eating, eating jerky at 9 a.m. And he's like, dude, it's 9 a.m. Why are you eating jerky Ooh, at 9 a.m.? What's wrong with you? Ugh, it's too early for jerky. <laughs> I'm the by the rules cop. You're the bad cop. <laughs> Do you not get our dynamic? We could have a buddy cop show. Think about it. I could have more lines. And Luke's like, no, I'm a normal cop, sir. <laughs> normal cop. I'm a normal, Luke. <laughs> I'm a normal magic cop. So uh, back at Ye Old Institute, Izzy and Clary have some girl time. Dress up time. <laughs> okay, I actually do like this scene, though, because Izzy is just, like, so excited to dress up with a girl. It's real nice because it feels like, at other times, Clary doesn't realize Izzy's, like, a real person. It's like Clary thinks Izzy's some weird accessory that follows them around. Because hmm. later, Clary's, like, about to be killed by a rogue shadow hunter. And Izzy will, like, whip his arm away so he can't slash her. And then I think Jace, like, throws his sword at him. And she'll only thank Jace. But it's definitely Izzy who saved her. She'll be like, thanks, Jace. And Izzy's like, what the... What? Why am I, I even was, trying? I was the one who actually did it. He just... T- he he kill-stole me. You. Th- why am I here? <laughs> why am I, why do I try to be friends with girls? Now, I mean, Izzy is only okay at being friends with girls, because at one point she does say, Ah, oh, you're so lucky that you're so flat-chested. Yeah, she... I couldn't wear that dress with no bra. Yeah, she nags her. <laughs> like, she's a pickup artist. But, Kevin, let me tell you something. Boys, like, the type of boys who Jason and Alec are, yeah. are often not nice to each other when they're friends. <laughs> they, like, love each other so much, but they nag each other so much. <laughs> And I think Izzy has learned that a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, though. If she only's in a relationship from um, Jace and Alec, that's not great. Not great. <laughs> not great. Anyway, Alec, sorry, Jace bursts into this yeah. scene, and he loves Clary's dress because it does look very good on her. <laughs> well, well uh, notably, he will not say beautiful. He'll say, you look badass. Which she does. Yeah, and that's that's the way Jace relates to people. 
And then he is going to give her a serif dagger and tell her that she'll know how to use it because it's connected to her soul or something I, along those lines. I swear to God, I thought he was going to do the thing again. I thought he was going to go behind her and be like, no, you just swing it. You feel it connected to you. Kevin, I, I am deeply concerned that Clary is going to <laughs> learn how to fight from like Jace's positive pep oh. talks and nothing else. Oh, I mean, we see her do a move later that Jace is like, man, it was real cool that move you did. Her move was spin and stab. And he's like, oh, man, you're a real good <laughs> good fighter. Um, I also don't quite get the idea of a Seraph dagger when both of the, the the blades, like, go into the hilt. Yeah. Like, it feels like you could still have a, a full-length sword because it's still just the hilt. Like it's, it's It could it, be any length you need it to it's be like he because ga- it's magic. It's like he gave it to her be like, oh, well, because now you're just wearing, like, a dress, you need to have something that will fit into that dress. It'll be this same size hilt as the full <laughs> dagger or the full sword, but now it's a dagger. Short. Anyway. Anyway, um, we're going to go over to what Magnus will continually call his lair. Which is his... His br- apartment. I'm going to call it his apartment. <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> which is his uh, uh, open brick apartment. It's like his trendy Brooklyn loft. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's there with many warlocks. So many warlocks. I guess this is where I guess this is where he sent them when yeah, he was. He doing just his... sent them to his house. Everyone come to my house. We'll hang out there. And we'll see a cute little girl with her dad. Mm. And then we'll see a warlock called Elias. Thank you. <laughs> I could not remember how to pronounce it, though I had it written down. I, I think they entered his name they mentioned his name later. Maybe Magnus says it in the scene. Anyway, Elias does not think Magnus should go to a party. And Magnus is like, but I love parties. Also, I want that necklace back. I'm going, Elias. You'll see. I feel like you should not do it at a rave. I feel like there's a safer place you could do it at. A place where they would not expect Magnus Bane well, to be. And also not full of downworlders. Like, you know that, um, uh, like, the idea of the idea of meeting at a party is usually, oh, we're surrounded by innocence. They won't, no one will make a move here. Valentine, know Valentine wa- hates downworlders. Oh, Valentine would would firebomb that party if he if he knew it would like take out Magnus Bane. They should have gone to that like coffee house where um where Simon did his show. <laughs> yeah, and Simon could sing "Forever Young." I think yeah, just directly at Magnus. <laughs> why? Why is that nerd hot boy <laughs> singing "Forever Young" at me? Because you are forever young, Magnus, for you are a warlock. <laughs> no, I get the idea. I get the... Uh, I, 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 I get, get the, the symbology me- of the song. It's a metaphor. But why is he doing it? So uh, <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> head back to the institute. We get a little scene between um, Alec and Izzy. Alec checking his weapon. Izzy is... She's happy. Things are interesting. I yeah, guess. she says their life. Like, they just yeah. go out. They fight a demon. They yeah. come home. But now Clary's here. <laughs> I- Alec will reiterate his thing. I don't trust Clary. She came out of nowhere. And then Izzy is like, you need to express your emotions. But specifically, I like that everyone else dresses up because they're going to a club. (laughs) And Alec puts on a shirt that's not black. That's his dress up. (laughs) Yeah, that's off black. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's wearing like a a denim shirt. But I'm like, all right, Alec. Well, Izzy is dressing up like a 1930s flapper girl. And notably, she didn't like match her dress with... The necklace? Or Clary, or anyone. She just chose, yeah, there's no theme to this party, but I'm going to be a 1930s flapper girl. I get to wear whatever I want, and so that (laughs) means I 
Izzy Lightwood, I'm gonna wear whatever I want. I guess the idea the idea is that the consoles will be blending in as downworlders. I have to assume their runes are hidden, right? Like there has to yeah. be some magic on the downworlds can't. They can glamour their, their runes. Yeah. yeah. They're just not showing it to us the audience because we can see through it. Exactly. So, yeah. Um but so she's like, Oh, I mean, if if I was gonna be an immortal creature like a warlock or a vampire or something like that, I obviously I dress like it's nineteen thirty still. Why wouldn't I? Hit it. All right. So now we gotta go see Simon, who has gone home, and he hates the daylight because he wants to take a nap. Because he's becoming a vampire. Because he wants to take a nap. Because he's obviously becoming a vampire. Well. Because <laughs> he's clearly <laughs> becoming a vampire. And if only someone had explained to him and he had listened. If only the Shadow Hunters had looked at this boy and be like, this boy's clearly becoming a vampire. You maybe, know, we should, maybe we don't let him leave. I choose to believe they did tell him, and he was like, hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's what Izzy meant, which is like, hey, the Monday's leaving, and also he's becoming a vampire. Someone want to stop him? Oh, we'll send Clary. Bad choice, Isabel. Anyway, Maureen is there. And so he does not get to nap. She busts in, and she's like, hey, you've been gone for so long. I kept calling you. And he's like, oh, school. Yeah. He's been gone for one night, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then his mom follows Maureen, and she's like, hey, I hate it that you don't call me. It's totally cool that you hang out with your best friend who's a girl all night, <laughs> but one of you has to call me. Yeah, the the mom's entire point of this scene is to come in and snitch. That to, Simon was not doing so, school. Yeah, he was hanging out with Clary. Because I guess he told her, hey, Clary's been busy for two days. I'm going to go find her. And <laughs> the mom was just like, hang out with Clary. I got it. That's fine. I'll make sure I have a brisket on when you get home <laughs> in the crock pot. Yeah, so this scene is all about Maureen just be coming on to Simon. Yeah. And then and, leaving. Well, you know, she is like, oh, it's fine if you want to date Clary. And he says, we're not. And then she says, oh. well, please date me. <laughs> but first, I'm going to knock your graduation photo With of Clary? you and Clary on the floor, which I don't want to talk about timelines, but... They already graduated. They had to have taken a year off. Like, it has to be it. This has to be. This has to be the only. That's the. But how was Clary only just turning eighteen? Because she. Because this. The show was shot in Toronto, <laughs> and they were all thinking Canadian. I think it was Vancouver. No Toronto. Uh, they're all thinking Canadian things. Where you could grad. Where you can graduate at seventeen. Her birthday's in November. I guess so. And I guess Simon is an uh, accounting student, as he told us last episode. Yeah. So I shouldn't have made fun of him. <laughs> and just, Clary was just taking a gap year. Well, she's an artist. It's hard. Yeah. Art is hard. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so Maureen leaves. Because after she, she cut herself on the photo. She knocked yeah, off and the... Simon's freaking out and just, like, drinks her blood. Simon. Is turning into a vampire. Meanwhile, we go to a place that we saw last episode. Economy of scenes. We're back at the biker bar. But they have vampire night. And vampire night is a biker night. Yeah. But now that it's all downworlder night, it's a nightclub. Well, there's no, there's bikes in the background. Like you see them, in, like like they essentially took all the bikes and just moved them to the edges of the room. This this place knows how to cater to its clientele. Yeah, they have a different theme for every night. So um, we find out that Izzy and Alec are testing the perimeter. Mm -hmm. There's some fun banter between Izzy and Alec. Izzy is wearing the necklace because yep. it's pretty. So why shouldn't she? Yeah, that you know, give Alec it to doesn't Jace. like it. No, no, give it to Jace. Stop weirdo. wearing it. Stop wearing the bait. Anyway, uh, they eventually catch up to Magnus. And uh, Magnus explains immediately <laughs> that he just did it because her mom asked. Yeah, yeah. Well, he actually 
he doesn't clarify that. He says it, but they don't like hook on. Yeah, they, he, don't, they don't make the connection. He, he says, "Oh yes, I did." You know, uh, well, yeah, because like, oh, you're the one who took my memories because your mother asked, and they just let that slide. I'm like, okay, so so wait, so is he friends with Jocelyn? None of you want to because this is like clearly imp- implying that he did not get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, none of you want to follow up with that. Instead, they're just. It's like they're so on their track of like, well, then we give him the ruby, and then he tells us what we want. That they're not even going to take this obvious blinking side route. It's like they're a D and D party who isn't getting it. So he sees the jewel, and then he's like, "Cool, I can't give you your memories. I fed them to a memory demon because I'm aware of what Valentine does." Yeah, he, like <laughs> he did it for safety. He did a, a smart thing, which is that if he still had the memories, he could be tortured like Dot was tortured. And give up the memories, which has the mortal cup in them, apparently. So he is keeping Clary safe like a reasonable <laughs> like high ev- warlock. Like everybody tries desperately to do, despite everything about Clary. And <laughs> Clary, it, w- it would be the worst person to try to protect. <laughs> and once again, Clary and Jace do not ask the right questions. Clary just goes, Dot was tortured? Oh, yeah. No, Dot is dead. Yeah. Magnus can't sense yeah. her magic anymore. Dot is she dead. dead. Now, he offers Clary some protection, which if I was someone who's like, yo, you, you're the one who took my memories. You're the magic person. And he's I, like, please come with me. I would still go with him because he is the route to your mother. So you could go with him and slowly get your memories back as you earn his trust. Or he'll find a way to get, because he's he found a way to get it back through the demon. Like, you don't know what the th- rules are, Clary. And, like, he is your connection, Clary. But he's not as pretty as Jace is, apparently. Well. So he's like, look, the world is not safe, Clary. Everyone wants to kill you and me. And, and to know Clary makes a good point here, which is, okay, then maybe stop hiding from your problems, Grand Warlock. He's like, um... Hey, I'll hide from whatever I want to hide from. And then it's proven that he was right to hide because there's an assassin like three feet behind him that oh. Alec kills with an arrow. Who shouts look out? If you say Izzy, you're actually wrong because the subtitles say woman. If some woman shouts look out, then Alec shoots... An assassin. An assassin, and the party does not stop. <laughs> I mean, this is a downworld party. I'm sure people get shot all the time. Yeah, but with a bow and arrow, feels like that's a shadow hunter, right? And the, and the shadow hunter has Seraph blade. Yeah, true. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it doesn't stop. Uh, Magnus is out now. He's he's done. But first, he's got to see Alec as Alec goes to check to see it, if this it, guy has a circle rune. It's and, true. There'll and Magnus be... is like, huh? Yeah. Th- this look is, at you. <laughs> there'll be plenty of moments for Magnus to look at Alec and Alec to be like, what? Huh? And Magnus huh? is like. Hey, I like your off-black shirt. You dressed up tonight. <laughs> I can tell it's probably not the clothes you normally wear, but similar to them, but it's different. That means you're going out of your comfort zone. I'll take you out of your comfort zone. Anyway, go through this portal. Bye. Anyone want to come with me? No, no you no. didn't answer fast enough. <laughs> Clary does, like, grab his arm and get, like, a button or a cufflink, something. I think she, I hope, <laughs> she is reaching for the jewel. I don't think she cares about that jewel. I don't think she does either. I don't care about that jewel, to be honest. Okay, but if I was in charge of this, I'd be like, I'm getting this jewel back so I can get Magnus back. <laughs> yeah, but it's Clary. It's Clary. Uh, so she gets, uh, the, so she gets the uh, the button, and she, then like, oh god, they're all angry. Jason or Alex angry because they lost the necklace because that's important. 
because Alec Claire's cares about Clave things. Claire, he also... Clary's out of breath for some yeah, reason. Clary is too sad to run away. Like, though, Izzy did say, I checked. There's no longer... There's no more assassins because I think Valentine's running out of Shadowhunters. Maybe he should stop killing them. Maybe he should stop doing experiments on his Shadowhunters. He sent one assassin after the... Okay, he is clarified. He needs Magnus. Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. Valentine is undercover. Like, people don't know he's alive, so he probably does only have, like, six followers. I mean, at this point, everyone knows he's alive. And yeah, he's not doing a good job. And to be fair, actually, this I think this was, like, just an additional delay, because he's also currently, at this moment, attacking the uh, Magnus's lair. That's so, true. We do learn that out soon. But before we learn that... Before we learn that, Clary is too sad to run away. Alec is... Alec is mostly mad that the mission went wrong. Also, he's confused why Magnus liked his shirt. He's got a lot going on. Um, and then Clary, again, yells at a shadow hunter because they don't know what emotions are, essentially. <laughs> and she's like, don't you understand? I want my mom. And then somehow she like gives Jace the button and he's like, oh, we can use this because Clary, we're magical. So you give up too easy. Let me do some magic. I'm going to do some magic. So with the button, they can track. He can't track him alone because Magnus is too powerful. But he does have his parabatai. As we discussed last episode, there are some benefits to having a parabatai. It makes you stronger. And in this case, they can track together. They say parabatai tracking. I think it's just when they do things together, it's stronger. Yeah, they're just combining their powers (laughs) and then, like, multiplying them. Izzy says it in such a way that that almost implies this is the thing that parabatai is used for. And I can't believe that. That's not true. Now... I want to throw a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of a roast at Clary for saying this parabatai thing seems oddly intimate. I'm like, Clary, you kiss your friend on the lips all the time. <laughs> all the time. You're like Simon. I can't live without you. You can't not be here. Just friends. We have to. <laughs> but Kevin, let me tell you something. Clary understands what friendship is. No one else does. Yeah. So like, Cl- Clary and Izzy. Both throw weird shade at Jason Alex's weird parabatai bond. Well, I will say, like, Izzy canonically does not ever want a parabatai. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to tie herself to one person that much. No, that's fine. Whatever. Clary's the one who I'm mostly like. Clary's a big problem. Clary, you, we've seen how you act with your friends. And seeing as just last episode, she yelled at Jace that he doesn't understand what friendship is. Shouldn't she now be like, oh, you do know. (laughs) <laughs> Ew, boy love. Uh. So we are immediately going to see that this is successful. They go to a warehouse, and then Jace points at a barrier in the warehouse and says, "The layers behind that fence." It's like a yeah, it's like a door. Like it's like, a, it's like I don't know. I it's it's a door, but it's on a second level except the second level is also in the same. You're, it's a warehouse. Yeah, I think it's a gate to like load things up at a higher level. Whatever, it's something they can point at so someone can be stabbed there because they're like how do we get so close well the wards are down and then warlock stabbed oh no attacking. and then the little girl that we saw earlier runs to the dead body while everyone else is fighting because it's her dad and then clary does a shadow hunter move God, she, yeah she like kicks him but it makes a force come out of her foot i think the i think the force is on him like i think he has like a well there's a boom a- as she kicks him and knocks him back 
Well, I think he must have like a like a force field rune, like a protection I, rune, and then she breaks through it. Well, I don't think so because um, when she did the stab with the sword earlier, it made a boom thing. It was actually the very same, it's very similar to the stab she did last episode, but now it came through her foot. I don't Look, know. Let me tell you, Clary's powers are unclear. <laughs> I'm also not clear, sure if it's her powers or just something that like a shadow hunter, whatever. She 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 kicks him away, and, and then Izzy. Then he's going to come back to. Slicer with a sword. Let me tell you, my favorite thing about Izzy is her number one weapon is a uh, a whip. Yeah, that's just a but, snake bracelet. Yeah. yeah, I love that her weapon is a bracelet. I love that Alex. Okay, Alex's weapon is a bow and arrow, <laughs> which I also think is ridiculous because it requires so much setup. And like, I do understand that they can use other weapons, but they have like their chosen weapon. <laughs> Choosing a bow and an air bow and arrow is. Kind of funny. But a bow and arrow is also really sexy. Yeah. Um, so, so, Iz- so Izzy saves Clary. And then Jace, like, I don't know, throws a dagger or something throw- from up above. Yeah, like, as he's being restrained by Izzy, just throws a dagger at her. And Clary, as I said earlier, will only think Jace because I think she thinks Izzy's an accessory. But then the little girl is like, Clary saved me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Clary, Clary did, did save her Clary first. did the initial saving of her. Yeah. yeah so and as funny. a little kid, she probably didn't see any of the other things. Well, and also, Clary did do save the save her. her. Yes. Like, if Clary, or Clary saved the girl. Izzy saved Clary. Jace killstole. <laughs> That's what happens when you're the main mm-hmm. character. Uh, we get some stuff here. So, because uh, essentially this fight pretty much ends at this point. Like, Alec will come in to save Magnus. So, for another Magnus-like look thing. Magnus loves that boy well, and his bow and arrow. Well, we learn very quickly that, like, Elias betrayed them, and then this this other shadow hunter killed Elias. So this makes a lot of things really unclear. Why did Elias leave the apartment when he was so afraid that Magnus would I'm, leave the apartment? Here's my assumption. Elias thought, okay, Magnus doing this is going to put us all at risk. If I go, I can at least try to, like, make a deal for myself. Yo, I'll tell you where Magnus Bane is. Don't kill me. Then he told him where Magnus Bane is, and then he killed him. And then he took his horns, because this Shadow Hunter apparently has a character feature oh, we... where he likes to steal Wizard's or sorry, Warlock's marks. Boy, we get a lot from this uh this Shadow Hunter who dies right now. This man wants to steal marks. Mm. He took Elias's and he's gonna take Magnus's eyes I... for his collection. I mean, the thing is like, I can't blame it too much because I understand his point. He explains to us why all these warlocks have, like, weird, like, lip things, and they have horns, and Magnus' eyes have cat eyes, and he explains, those are warlock marks. I want warlock marks. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> it's a real economy of, yeah. uh, exposition. Yeah. Let's look at some stuff here. Magnus will fluster Alec with a little bit more compliments. This girl is Zoe, and her dad is dead. And many warlocks are dead? But not all of them. Yeah. And they will also... Magnus will move the lair, and the warlocks will not come with the lair to the new place. Not even their bodies. Yeah, it is. I don't know where they are. A choice. I think he shunted warlock corpses off into, like, just a different dimension. He's like, nope. No, we don't bury our dead. But where do where did the living warlocks go? <laughs> I don't know. Where's Zoe? Zoe's gone. Um, um, Magnus, before he moves to the apartment, will also have a conversation with Clary about how he's so impressed with her. I don't. Yeah, like so the girl's like, "This she saved my life," and Magnus is like, "You're a good person because you didn't let a little girl get killed." 
But this implies a greater storyline. Yeah. What we learn from this is that Magnus believes that shadow hunters are racist. Well, what he what he said the thing problem is what he says here is he says most shadow hunters will protect people because it's their duty. You will protect people because you have a good heart. I'm like, I don't think that's what you learned from that situation. But the implication is Clary put herself in danger to save the little girl. I guess. But, I mean, so did Izzy and Jace. <laughs> I mean, Izzy and Jace were both not in danger from that shadow hunter. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> makes like, it's like, you're clearly a young dummy, and you let yourself always get killed for this little girl. I respect that. And then he's like, you're just like your mother in more ways than you know. <laughs> and then Clary will not follow up on that. Because she never asks questions about... Magnus is giving her so many breadcrumbs, and she's like, what's all this dust? Magnus is a walking story hook. (laughs) And she's just like, now what about my... like? So you'll help me get my memories back, so I can do... I'll do anything to help my mom, except for ask you further questions. (laughs) Anyway, Magnus will agree to summon the demon, um, but it won't be easy, and then he... Pushes the layer off. We'll have to quickly check over with Simon. So Simon tries to call Clary, but he only gets her voicemail because she's clear currently in an apartment that is moving around the city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's out of service range. So he apologizes to her voicemail. He apologizes terribly, by the way. He doesn't apologize for, like, being mean. He apologizes for leaving her with Jace. You know, the person who will protect her and knows about the villain who took her mom. Yeah, not, not. oh, I'm sorry, I was, um, <laughs> I was a jerk, I didn't believe that you could, like, help, that you understood that you could help yourself, I didn't trust you. No, I'm sorry I left you with those people. And then he's like... Also, I've been feeling really <laughs> sick since I was with the vampires. So, Clary, I think I'm a va- becoming a vampire. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lair's now at the Brooklyn Bridge, and Magnus is just gonna flirt with Alex some more. There's a oh, really great moment. He'll flirt with Alec through Izzy, which is pretty great. And then, so he gives Izzy back the necklace, and is like, "So, what is your brother like? Does he like roses, or he does he like craft mac and cheese?" What? <laughs> that's not what he says. I but that should second- be what he says. I couldn't remember what the second thing was. Yo, yo Izzy, <laughs> your brother like Katie. What's your brother's thoughts on microwavable macaroni? You're a lot less uh, fancy than I thought you'd be by the way you dress. Y'all, he like pierogies? I'll make him some pierogies. Look, Izzy, you gotta have, like, the upper class and the lower class. You gotta blend things. What kind of sauce does he like to dip his mozzarella sticks in? None? That's my kind of man. What about chicken nuggets? Does he like the honey or does he like the hot mustard? What's his nuggies? What's his nuggy deal? What's he like about them? Izzy gives Magnus nothing. And then Clary's like, let's do the ceremony. I want that demon. Yeah, and then the best line in this episode and the series so far. Is Magnus goes, hey, pretty boy, set it up. And Jay steps forward like, I'm the pretty boy. And Magnus is like, nope. No, no, the pretty boy. (laughs) It's so so good. (laughs) And the camera will always like, we'll cut to Alec after Magnus even puts the bear's sort of attention on him. We'll just cut to Alec and Alec just like, what? Me? No. No, I'm in a shadow. I, I, this is why Alec gets over it so quickly. It's true. Yeah. Um, Magnus will tell something that might have worked better for Clary before she met Luke, which is, by the way, don't trust anyone. Don't trust the clave. Don't trust me. Don't trust anybody. And Clary's like, I already don't. 
<laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. No, no, I actually do really trust the clave. I don't trust Luke, the one person I was told to trust. We will never give up on this. And then Magnus gives her some chalks yeah. because she has to draw the pentagram. Okay. He <laughs> says it's because she has to draw the pentagrams so that they can summon the demon. Yeah. I cannot imagine a world in which Clary has to do this. I think Magnus is just trying to win her trust, even though he said, don't trust me. Well, uh, no, here's the thing. I would actually believe this because the way that he says it implies that she, because it's her, they need to get her memory demon that has her memories. She needs to be the one to draw the pentagram. I guess so, because he does the invocation ceremony. Yeah, so. that is okay. the impl- that's the implication I got there, is that the pentagram has to be some way connected to her. So she has to go through the process of drawing it out. So. So she draws it. It's beautiful and wonderful, yep. better than Michelangelo, who Magnus definitely slept with. <laughs> yep. Uh, just stuff about Magnus. Uh, then they must create a bond that will not be broken. And this bond is created by hand-holding. Which sends them like a shock through them. It is really dramatic, and Izzy thinks they're all dumb. <laughs> Until she gets it, and you get another <laughs> boom. So they hold you get, their... like, the THX sound whenever they touch hands. So they hold their hands, and Magnus is like, all right, so this demon's going to come. His name is Valak, and he's going to want payment, and we won't know what that is no. until... No, we won't know. I mean, I guess... But then he says it like... I guess he, he hears it, like, in his head when he summons Valak. Valak tells him what it is. And he's going to ask that they each relinquish a memory of the person they love the most. Sorry, this is very interesting. Um, I got this from the subtitles. He's speaking Cathoian. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a language. The, the subtitle says, speaking Cathoian. So, um, Izzy gives up a memory of Alec. Yeah. No, we, wait. We, I don't think we have, we have to make sure we set up really well for the audience, because I think I kind of stepped, stomped over you there. Okay. They must relinquish. A memory. A cherished memory of the person they love the most. Yes. Sorry. So, Izzy gives a memory of Alec. Yeah. Clary gives a memory of her mother. Ridiculous. It's not Simon, <laughs> the one who she loves so much. Anyway. And then Alec gives a memory of Jace. Oh, and freaks the hell out. And let me just say, <laughs> this is not an unreasonable memory to give. It's yeah. not like Alec has a girlfriend. That's, that's who I would have thought. It would either be Jace or Izzy. And Jace is his pair of a tie. But Alec. But Alec, no homos. So hard. <laughs> He goes, the demon tricked me. <laughs> no, oh, God, I wish he says the demon tricked me. <laughs> deceived the, me. The demons deceived me. <laughs> and then he releases the grip. And Magnus is like, no. It's, like, I get it. It's dramatic. It's a reveal of something he doesn't, he doesn't want to see. But the two before that were Izzy giving up. Her, her brother, brother and Clary giving up her mom, both platonic relationships. So it has been clearly established <laughs> that the person you love the most is someone you care about platonically that you would link your life to. But the instant Alex sees Jace's face, he's like, oh my God, it knows about my love. <laughs> Nobody was thinking that. Even no if, one thought it's that. It's wild that Alec, like, I know Alec does love Jace, but all that his first thought is like, oh my god, it's re- it's revealing my... My true romantic love. <laughs> like, no one else what, is going to think that, Alec. I, I, we never see Jace's. Do you think his is Alec? I can't imagine it's Clary. They've known each other for a day. It has to be Alec. It has like, to be Alec. Like, else could it be? Or maybe his dad? But, the, yeah, it could have been it his dad. It could have been his dad, but, like... It feels like it would have been Alec. His memory would have also been Alec. Also, also, it skips over Jace. It goes Izzy, 
Clary. Because Izzy's and, holding Clary's hand. And we know that Clary is holding Jace's hand yeah. because <laughs> we know that Alec is holding Jace's other hand but, and Magnus's. But I think Valak knows, like, oh, I know we'll, we'll, we'll screw this up. <laughs> I don't want to give up these memories. They were so tasty. <laughs> no homo! Anyway. And, like, the thing is, so in the books, the characters are 16. Yeah. And so Alec is a year older. He's 17. Yeah. I think aging the characters up. Where he's like like a 20-year-old just being like, no! Yeah, this is really like, he's too old for this. Yeah. He's a full-grown adult. Anyway, so he breaks the bond, and then I think he charges the demon, and then Jace is like, no, you don't charge the demon. So Jace is and captured. And then Magnus the, is the like trying, a tornado. Yeah, the, because they have no budget. Yeah, the demon's a tornado. And like, Magnus tries to contain him through magic, but he can't, yeah. so then everyone's trying to pull Jace out of the demon. Yeah, and then, uh... And then Izzy is like, Clary, do literally anything. <laughs> Clary, stop standing in the corner. Uh, Magnus screams out this moment, if you kill the demon, your memories will be lost forever. And I don't know that Izzy was implying kill the demon. I think she was saying like... Pull Jace. Pull Jace. But Clary chooses no. instead to kill the demon. Yeah, she does that cool move I mentioned earlier where she spins slowly and stabs it. And then Jace falls to the floor. Yeah. And they ask Magnus if he'll be okay, we, and he has another awesome Magnus line, which is, I don't know, does he usually lay there and not move? Yeah, it was actually, we had to give a um uh, a commercial stinger. Yeah. So it's like, oh my god, is Jace okay? He is. Yeah, he is. Because <laughs> he was being held by a tornado that caused no physical pain yeah. on him. Um. Then, you know, Al- Alec runs off, and Magnus goes by him being like, yo, you'll figure this out. I believe in you. Bye. Don't be ashamed of who you are. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jace and Clary have some banter about how many times they've saved each other's lives. Yeah. Well, and Jace is also like, man, you killed a greater demon. Not many Shatterhunters can claim that. I'm like, well, I, I guess because why would you? It seems like they're pretty... Chill. Yeah, like, just a tornado yeah, that she uh, stabbed. Unless if you call, like, why would a shadow hunter summon a, de- a greater demon just to kill them? That seems spiteful and petty. I mean, but I guess you guys are ki- demon killers. So we're going to come towards the end of the episode. We're going to go over to the Institute. Mm-hmm. And um, Clary says that she is not a good shadow hunter. She just acted on instinct. And also, she's real sad that she lost all her memories because now she can never find her mother. Like, well, and no. You Jace kn- is like, we've literally found Valentine before. We'll just keep looking for Valentine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, no, I mean, no, we still will. He's still somewhere. And like, I'm aware that you think the only way to get your mom is to trade Valentine for the Mortal Cup. But like, we could also just kill Valentine. <laughs> yeah, clearly we can find him. He is somewhere on this planet. Maybe like Chernobyl. That'd be weird. So I, yeah. I am disappointed that no one has suggested like, maybe we don't get the cup. Maybe, yeah, maybe we just look for Valentine. A person who exists and is is weird that none of them have questioned. Maybe we shouldn't give Valentine. Though I don't think they've ever ever clarified finding the cup is why the plan to give it. But why why else will they be looking for the cup so far? Also, hard? why are they not considering lying? <laughs> Just give them a cup. Like they, it has been established that they know what lying is. They, they could do the thing they did kind of with Magnus and be like, "Yo, we have the cup. We'll meet you at a place. Give us Jocelyn, then we'll give you the cup." Maybe the worst thing will happen is that he won't come himself. But it's Valentine. He's got like five dudes now. They killed so many Valentine's people. It's true. Every one of them who went after um, Magnus is dead. They're all dead. So like he used to have three people who sat behind him when he monologues. Now he has one. 
whose and, name we do not know. And I think that was the guy who collected, like, parts. So he's dead as well. Anyway, anyway Clary's going to have a quick call to Simon because apparently she doesn't check her voicemail. She picks up her phone and dials Simon's number, despite the fact that we know that he left a voicemail. And weirdly enough, Simon, who the last scene we saw him being like, I gotta talk to Clary, rejects her call. Because he's standing outside the Hotel de Moore. Oh, and Camille looks down upon him because he's becoming a vampire. And Clary leaves a voicemail and does not follow up on this. Instead, she goes to the mirror. And thinks and touches her rock. And then she sees her mother. And she sees her father. And then her father sees her. And then he talks to her. And then she stops. And does not scream for Jace. And goes, Mom? And then that's the end of the episode. Why is that her line? Clary. We've, you've seen the, the shop. Why are you saying mom? You need to say dad or Valentine. Or something. Why mom? Like, you're confused. Like, wait, my mom's around? What? And, like, <laughs> this magical necklace, I guess, gave you all the clues you need. You don't need the cop. They never... This necklace has given her future sight before. They've never questioned it. That, oh, Clary, you knew where Dot was. You... It's clearly magical. <laughs> I uh, my my episode immediately went on to the next one. I just want to tell you the first shot of the next episode. Mm. Jace holding the necklace, going, "What you saw, Valentine and your mom through this necklace? We knew that episodes ago." You know, <laughs> which I guess you've been busy, but I feel like this episode would be time to bring it up when you're all taking a nap. Clary is so bad at giving relevant information to people. I mean, Simon is also. He wasn't going to tell her about that. Oh, yeah, Camilla did say Magnus Bane. When I brought up you didn't have memories, Camilla said Magnus Bane. He had to be prompted to bring it up. He should have brought it up. And Clary, while I was being kidnapped by vampires, I found some relevant information that could help us with our search for your mother Man, and I'm memories. Just, I'm just thinking of this as like a D&D party and how terrible you'd be like, okay, nobody here ever grabs onto um, uh, any sort of clues. Nobody here knows story hooks. I put in an NPC that keeps on dropping things that you could ask him about. Hey, how do you know my mom? How do you know that she's a good shadow hunter? What's the difference between her and other shadow hunters? But instead, you're just like, no, we're supposed to be doing the ritual. They're supposed to be doing that. One of the party members just decided to leave the group and go have his own adventure elsewhere. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Aaron. I have a fun fact. Oh, no. <laughs> so remember how we learned about Pangborn? Oh, yeah. The guy who <laughs> died and then didn't die and then did die. Now, let me tell you. Um, Elias Pangborn is a character in the books who is a follower of Valentine. Oh, So okay. they kind of split that character into two. But most importantly, the most famous Pangborn okay. is from one of the earlier series... And he is a character who committed suicide because he couldn't spend his life with his parabatai. Because let me tell you a thing about parabatais. Yeah. You can't be romantically in love with them. <laughs> what? Yeah, that leads to madness. Okay, so these parabatais are Jedi now. Yeah, they're just, you know. No connection. <laughs> only platonic friendship. No romantic love. If you are in love with your parabatai, 
and you're in love with each other down that road comes madness. Like, it has to be? Yes. Okay. I mean, that means Alex is just screwed no matter what. So, like... Alex made a terrible choice becoming a parent with Jace. Yeah, his teenage self made some bad choices. I feel like we should make a rule that you are not allowed to become a parent with someone until you're, like, 25. No, but you can only do it when you're under 18. Oh, my God. The parent thinks... I'm... What? <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> It feels like at a certain point, you're just sort of like, well, we're Parabatai, we have to be friends, because that's what we did when we were dumb and 16, and we're like, yo, dude! <laughs> it's just essentially the same with that blood, like, brothers thing. It was like, yeah, let's, let's totally do it. We'll be friends forever. I think there is a test you have to go through before you're allowed to do it. I think that makes sense, at least. But, like, yeah, you do it, and then your life is, like, connected to that person. And so, I think even if you weren't friends with them... It's so... Like, it's, it's, I mean, obviously in a novel, you can explain things further, but the important part of this is that Alec cannot be romantically (laughs) in love with his parabatai because down that road, madness follows. (laughs) 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 And that's what I learned from Pangborn being in this episode. (laughs) I love the idea that it's like. All right, if you, you if you feel very connected with someone, you may bond your souls together with this pair of Tyrune. But keep in mind, don't be too connected to them. You need to be the right kind yeah. of in love. Yeah, you gotta love them, but not in like a way that involves touching stuff. You can love them with your heart, but not with your body. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, because like No, that... you can love them with your body. No, you can love with your body, not with your heart. You can you can sleep with your parabatai apparently. This it's very That's true. Je- if there was no emotions connected. It's, it's very Jedi <laughs> because George Lucas has clarified that I mean the Jedi could technically have sex as long as there's no emotional connection. So they could be friends with benefits. They could do that, but, but... they could not be lovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this parabatai thing just seems like it's more. Uh, more trouble than it's worth. More, what wait. you can find Magnus Bane easier because you have a parabatai. I, I guess the idea is that uh, like with you know becoming a parabatai, it's at least when you're a shadow hunter, you don't have to worry about like, oh yeah, then I, you know, I'm going to the University of Manitoba. So yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll probably drift apart as time goes on. You're shadow hunters. You're you'll always be, connected. You'll be doing the shadow hunter thing. You're the only way you're going to fall apart is if like actively happens. <laughs> <laughs> no one, you're not going to transfer you away from your parapetai. They get the situation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're also not going to leave you to, like, in the in one of those, oh, there's only one bed type situations. There's mm. always two beds when you travel with your parapetai. Just in case. Oh, gotta make sure. Gotta make sure. For down that path lies madness. <laughs> Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic was just dropping so many storytelling clues and no one picked them up, so the only result could be drama? There's a lot of them in this episode. I am choosing to pick out of all of the choices I have, including Izzy looking very confused and shocked when people are <laughs> feeling things during the magical ritual. Oh, yeah. I choose... To pick the rave. 
<laughs> yeah, why the why is there a rave? And let me tell you, like they don't go, they don't stay there for that long. It's not a a key function. They had to be at a rave. It does not even add anything to the story at all, other than letting them dress up. Yeah, well, no, that's kind of what I came down to. But... I think I think it was an excuse to get Clary and Izzy in because let's be honest, Jason. Alec aren't like wearing like super fancy, but like, like clothes. They could go literally anywhere, and easily could be like, "All right, we got to dress up for a shadow hunter meeting." <laughs> like they still could have done it. Is he could have been like, "Let me show you how to dress like a shadow hunter." Yeah, yeah. It feels like they 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 put a lot of excuses to get um uh, was it Catherine McN- McNamara into a nice dress? Well, into clothing like she does wear a lot like, of sweats during the show well, like keep in mind well it's like because they want her to be like oh no i'm just a jeans and t-shirt girl but oh i have to keep on wearing this stuff that shows off a lot of cleavage is that in the books <laughs> uh yeah she does have to wear izzy's clothes it does it does feel like there's a lot of oh well we want her to be the girl next door but we also want to make sure she's always dressed like she she wears the BDSM school girl outfit for like the first two or uh second episode i mean she does have to wear izzy's clothes a lot in the book but <laughs> let me tell you they go to see magnus at his apartment at a birthday party he's throwing for his cat yeah for a reason that is not related to her memories and that's how they meet magnus so it has nothing to do with a weird rave <laughs> i would have loved that a lot more <laughs> all right we got to find magnus well he is throwing a birthday party for his cat, I think I could get as an invite. Excellent. Let's do it. Would you like to know what his cat is named? Uh, <laughs> is, um, yes, it is, um, Kittness Bane. Chairman Meow. That is actually kind of weird to n- <laughs> name his cat after Chairman Mao. Okay. Hey, Kevin, did I you find... Were... <laughs> okay. Hey, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I did. My CW moment is the fact that Maureen's at Simon's house. What? And his mom doesn't seem to know. <laughs> yes. Her mom comes in and goes, Maureen, hi. <laughs> but, and, like, they clearly live in an apartment yeah, in Brooklyn, right? Simon just got home. For a second there, it actually looks like um, she's his roommate. Yeah. Like, he got back to his room and he, like, because cla- he just got home. He gets home. He closes the blinds. He claps out. And Maureen comes and goes, like, Hey, you were supposed to be at for rehearsal. I'm like, okay, so they're also roommates. Ooh, that will make your relationship awkward. And then his mom comes in. Wow, she's been cooking all day. Well, what was she? Was she hanging out in the house? Wait, what do they rehearse in the house? She's waiting there. Was she Maureen's hanging out? Just been hanging out for 24 hours. <laughs> Where? How is she in the house with no one knowing? It's only so Simon's mom can punk the storyline. <laughs> yes, it's so that she can. Because, well, I know why she's there. She's there because she wants to go date Simon and then disengage immediately. But, like, the combination of events yeah, it's the fact, is wild. It's the fact that she's in the house. It's A runner-up is definitely, though, I do have to give, give my second place to Mom? <laughs> that stinger? <laughs> Not a great stinger. The stinger should have been Valentine looking up and going, Oh, it's good to see you, Clary. Bam! Boom. Stinger. Just, just, just edit off. Oh God, well, I mean, it's a t- the thing about TV shows is that they have to be a very specific time. But I'm sure you could have found an extra one or two seconds elsewhere in this this episode. Just do more of Clary looking at herself in the dress. <laughs> just give us more of Jace, like very close shots of Jace's face, just going like, oh. oh. 
Or give us one more Alec and Magnus flirt. I will always take more of that. <laughs> it's, yeah, a longer lingering on Alec being like, what the, what, what, huh? Why are you saying nice things to me? Huh? <laughs> what? Get out of here. So, if you have some suggestions of how we could have made this episode slightly longer so it could have ended better. I only need a second. Give us your rate. Give us, tell us, social media, podcast MOA, podcast MOA, Instagram, Twitter, and gmail.com. Or give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. Uh, you can also uh, check out my books. They're available at kevinweirbooks.com. That's All God's Fall, Endless Hunger. Also my short story collections. Not my, not all my short stories, <laughs> but I have short stories in short stories collections. They're also available on there. And I'm over at uh, uh, flimsyplan.com. And we will see you next week. How will Clary find her mom without her memories? What will have it to Simon at the Hotel de Moore? Will Clary ever see Izzy as a human being and not an accessory? Answer all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>